So now, as we move on from the greatest act of treason committed against the United States, 9-11, we'll move on to the, the game, the great game, which is what I'll call it. I have in my notes the diplomatic and trade war between Niger and France, but I, I think I've come up with an apt title for what's going on here. The great game being played between Niger and France right now. And it is an entertaining game to look at, I'll say that much. So recently, Niger is either mulling over or they're about to. It was unclear if they have or not. Uh, But they seem set to raise the price of their uranium from 80 cents a kilogram to $200 a kilogram. Uh, Now, keep in mind, I'm saying dollars, but it's most of this is measured actually in euros. But I'm just going to say dollars. So every time I say dollar, think euro. All right. So just in case you want the super duper accuracy, but uh, I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep saying dollars. All right. But but hey, at least you know I'm being ignorant. You know. So <coughs> we're gonna. They're raising it from eighty cents per kilogram to two hundred dollars a kilogram, which is a two hundred and fifty times increase from dirt cheap to, well, a a lot higher than the current market price. And I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, But I have a article about this and it reads, quote, according to a report published by The Spectacle. So it's carrying with the reporting of The Spectacle, which is the original article. Uh, According to a report published by The Spectacle, Niger, a prominent player in the global uranium market, has made a daring decision and increased the price of uranium from 80 cents a kilogram to $200 a kilogram. Well, 200 euros, end quote. And now the article talks about how this is meant about, uh, to help the Niger economy to, and to help raise the international price of uranium. So it, it, the incentive for other uranium producers is to go along with this because it raises the international price, uh, especially, well... We'll get into how effective this might actually end up being. Uh, But this is just some of the statements given. Uh, And we'll also get into what I believe the real source of this move is. Uh, The article states that, quote, France, historically Niger's primary uranium buyer, uh, and bought uranium from Niger at the rate of 80 cents per kilogram, ironically, on the other hand, and I think when they said and bought, I think it probably said meant had bought, but you know. Uh, but ironically, on the other hand, France bought similar uranium from Canada at a price of 200 euros a kilogram. Uh, so, end quote. So, the international price, the, the average is like uh, 40-something right now. Dollars per kilogram. So France is beginning their uranium from Niger at 80 cents a kilogram. And they've been buying similar uranium. So I'm assuming similar size, quantity, and, you know, quality uranium. And the similar type of uranium, mind you, because there's different isotopes. Uh, But apparently France has been buying similar uranium from Canada at 200 euros a kilogram. Whereas they've been buying the uranium from Niger 
at 80 cents a kilogram. So that's, again, a 250 times difference uh, in terms of what you're buying this uranium for. So imagine you're a Canadian and you, or perhaps you're someone, you're a French company, mind you, but you're based in Canada and you buy, you buy Niger uranium at 80 cents a kilogram. And it, it comes to you because you're, you're based in Canada and then your government, and then France, the French government buys the uranium from you in Canada except because you're in Canada they buy it from you at $200 kilogram so you've made a 250 times return on that investment that's huge that's a lot of views huge so you can understand the business interests involved in this and perhaps sort of the desperation of the French government to try to overthrow the overthrown government in Niger. Now, the article goes on uh, into the grievances that Niger has with the current arrangement, which is obvious when you look at those comparisons between what they got for their uranium and what the Canadians got for their uranium. Uh, And then it refers to a series of reports about these grievances, ranging from claims that French mining companies don't pay taxes in Niger, and that Niger has had its resources all but stolen due to the the, the 99% discounted price that the French have been buying their uranium from Niger. There, and it's it's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they say, quote, as per the estimates, France imported around 17,640 tons of uranium per year from Niger in the last 10 years, paying 1.4 million a year when it should have paid 352 million, well, 352.8 million a year. The report essentially claimed that France owes Niger around 351, uh, yeah, 351 million dollars a year or 3.5 billion for the the lost uh the lost revenues of uranium exports for the last 10 years because you you've been buying this at a ridiculous a ridiculous discount and well we don't consent to that anymore so now you have to pay us all that money you were not paying a fair price for our uranium and we're going to demand that you compensate us for the the decade of damn near free uranium you've gotten out of us. Now, you can make the case um, you can't retroactively uh, you you can't retroactively alter the price of the uranium and then try to demand that the people who bought it pay you for what they bought at a discount uh, going back 10 years. Now, that seems a little unreasonable. But it's a grievance, and you don't deal with grievances by saying that your grievance is is unreasonable. Uh, You deal with grievances by making a deal. The French refuse to make a deal, which is probably why they're going, the Niger government is going forward with this. See, and this all goes back to France being slow. The French government doing stupid things. See, because if they had just accepted 
that the military was in charge in Niger now and just said, hey, we have no stake in what goes on in your personal and your internal affairs. We just want to make sure that our deals and our trade are going to go through. If you need to, if you feel like renegotiating them, we're open to negotiations and we can work out a, a new deal that works for the two of us. That's how they should have handled this situation. That That's how common sense would have handled this situation. Instead, the French threatened a military intervention against Niger, which uh, also I have to do a, a correction because I thought that the Niger had actually cut uh, France off from its uranium. No, they threatened to cut them off from uranium. So I've been I've been getting that wrong for the past few weeks, and I've in doing the research for this segment here, I've discovered that I was wrong. So now I have to say it. I'm wrong. So they have not cut France off from their uranium. And uh, I, also, this is part of me. This was in the back of my mind. We're like, oh, hold on now. If they're going to raise the price of the uranium they're selling to the French. Well, how is that going to work if they're not selling to the French? And so uh, in a way, being told that I was wrong actually helped make sense of what was going on right now. Because I'm like, no, wait a second. If, they, if they're not giving them uranium at all, how can you raise the price of uranium? You're not giving them. Is it? Oh, they, they threatened to stop giving uranium shipments to French. They didn't actually do it. Okay, 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 okay. So now we have proper context. So that did not go through. They're still selling uranium to France. But now they're going to start charging uh, exorbitant prices because the French, the French got away, the France, because the French government got away with charging exorbitantly low prices, extortionary prices, mind you, out of uh, the Nigerians. So now the Nigerians are going to charge extortionarily high prices to the French in a sort of tit for tat, which the French would not be in right now had they handled this situation with some common sense. They did not need to come out on day one of the coup in Niger talking about a military intervention that they knew they didn't have the capacity to do. And they still don't have the capacity to do. But now look at you. You're in a trade war against your largest, one of your main suppliers of uranium. Not not the largest, they're not the largest, even supplier of the French uranium supply. <clears throat> And we'll get into Niger's share of uranium production worldwide in a minute. But they still make up 20% of France's uranium. No matter how you look at it, you're going to have issues replacing that 20% or transitioning away from it. Even if, no matter how this shakes down, you're going to pay them. You're going to pay that exorbitant price, at least for a period of time, as you try to move away from Niger towards the other uranium suppliers. But that's going to take time. You can't just do that immediately overnight. And even then, well, the Canadians are going to charge you the same thing. <laughs> and considering that a lot of the other suppliers are in the, the multipolar world, they might start charging the French the same. They might not actually have an escape from this outside of uh, Canada. And we'll, we'll get into the numbers there. But this is grievance politics now. This is grievance politics now. You can't deal with the grievance of another country by telling them that, that their grievance is unreasonable. You deal with it by saying, hey, you, we know you have this grievance. Let's renegotiate the deal so that both you and us can benefit from it. Let's renegotiate the deal. That's how they should have handled this situation. Like, 
the problems that we talk about between France and Niger at this point all just immediately trace back to their response to the coup. Because even with the coup, right, even with the coup in Niger, France, had they handled it in an adult manner, could have easily salvaged this situation by just saying, you know what, okay, you're the new guys in charge. We want to make sure that our commercial interests are going to be safe, which you have an interest in because you want to make money as well. So how's this going to go down? Do we need to renegotiate the deal? What's what's going to go on? And then the, the new Niger government under the military would have told them, we need to renegotiate this, 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 and this. And it's like, okay, we can have talks. And the French would not be in this situation right now. They would not be in this this great game where they're threatening a military intervention and actively trying to get ECOWAS to follow through on a military intervention in Niger, while the Nigerians fight the French economy as a whole, as a concept, by threatening their energy supplies. Right before winter, mind you, because we're going into the fall. This is This didn't need to happen. And it wouldn't have happened had the French taken any other course of action. But instead, they tried to play the tough guy. And now, they get humbled by Niger. Uh, and the humbling continues. But now we'll find, go on finding where we're at. Yeah, the Niger is essentially wanting France to pay uh, a proper price for the 10 years worth of uranium that they got for out of Niger at 80 cents a kilogram. So they're essentially demanding... Three billion, three and a half billion dollars, three and a half billion euros, but three and a half billion dollars to account for the ten years of almost free uranium France has gotten out of Niger. Obviously, the French don't want to pay that. Uh, we'll see how this goes down, and it's probably going to result in an energy shortage in France. That's how this is probably going to result: an energy shortage in France, or the French having to pay which the French might end up having to pay because it's too close to winter to start reconfiguring enough of their supply lines away from Niger. It's too late in the game right now. They can do it next year, maybe. Over two, three years, they could probably wean themselves away from Niger and start looking towards other buyers, and I mean other sellers of uranium, other suppliers. But in the short term, they're coughing that up. The, the Niger government is at least going to get a solid, what, uh, $351 million a year is what they're demanding? They're going to get just about $700 million out of the French before this is over. Because it just takes time to shift your, your, pro, your portfolio around like that. Because Niger makes up 20% of France's uh, uranium supply. That's a really big chunk. No matter how you look at it, it's going to take a, a few years at, on the low end to diversify away from Niger. And even then, you might still be buying some of your uranium from them. Niger is probably going to get at least 1 billion, <laughs> at least 1 billion euros out of France by the time the French can get this in order. Because this is going to be a multi-year affair. If the if the French are fully committed to getting their uranium from different suppliers. And even then, 
they're not going to get it at the same price that they're getting it from Niger. 80 cents a kilogram is wild. So it's like, huh. But hey, look, again, they could have negotiated a, a much lower price. They could have said, we get that this is your grievance. It's right before winter. We're really not trying to pay that much. But we promise you, we can lock in at a certain price, and that will continue to be the price uh, in perpetuity. We can pay you 50 uh, the, since the market price for uranium, the international trading price for uranium right now is 40 something dollars a kilogram. We'll promise to pay you 60 in perpetuity. 60 in perpetuity, locked in, if that's okay. And perhaps had they approached the situation like adults, Niger could have said, make it 70 or 80 and we have a deal. And then the French could have taken that. It would have been uh, still an order of magnitude, multiple orders of magnitude, more than what they were getting the uranium from before. But it wouldn't be these extortionary prices that they're being demanded to pay now. And it would still be lower than 200 a kilogram from Canada. And it wouldn't be necessarily that much higher than the, the market price. And you you deal with the grievance and you maintain a steady supply of uranium. It's It was always that simple, but the French put themselves in this incredibly shitty position where they don't have enough leverage to get out of without being humiliated. But yeah, the... And there's a, a general sentiment among Niger's intelligentsia along with this that France should be demanded to compensate for Niger. Uh, they should be demanded to compensate Niger for the balance uh, in the same pattern of Germany being pressured to compensate Poland for the Nazi occupation. And I'm reading from the article here and paraphrasing. And I think it's worth mentioning before we continue, uh, again, France gets 20% of its uranium from Niger. There's, this is going to be a multi-year-long affair diversifying away from them. The Niger government is going to get a billion dollars out of the French. They're going to get that billion dollars out of the French. They they might not get the three and a half billion, but they're three hundred fifty something million a year. Even if that starts to fall off as the French diversify away, they're going to get a billion by the time the French can lower the profile of their uranium imports from Niger and diversify towards other uranium suppliers. Niger is going to get that billion dollars over the course of the next few years. Uh, but in looking at this, I decided, you know, well, I wondered how much uranium does Niger actually supply? Because this is a huge deal for France. This is a, a, a huge deal for France because, again, France gets 20% of its uranium from Niger and 70% of France's electricity comes from nuclear power. So, yeah, you're in a lot of trouble if suddenly 20% of your uranium supply doesn't materialize. So, this is a huge deal for France and is ultimately the result of a huge foreign policy blunder. Now, that said, I said at the start of this that Niger's price... Uh, that they want to implement, which is $200 a kilogram, is above the current international market price, which right now is hovering around $46 a pound. Now, which itself is down from the $51 a pound it was 
last year. Now, you might have noticed I said pounds, and I did say pounds. And when you convert the pounds to kilograms, those prices are essentially cut in half because uh, a kilogram is about two pounds. A pound is a little under half of a kilogram, so it takes a little bit more than two pounds to match a kilogram. So they're talking essentially about charging $200 per kilogram when the market price is about $22 a kilogram right now. And it's this is down from what it was last year, which was about $51 a pound. So that would be about, what, 25 $26 a kilogram is what the market price was last year. So, yeah, this is really, this is really expensive. Now, perhaps there are technicalities in the trade of uranium that I'm not necessarily able to account for because I'm not educated enough. But just looking at the raw numbers here, it, this is very, this is blatantly uh, a get back. This is grievance politics aimed specifically at France. You took our uranium for eight cents, uh, eighty cents. Uh, I almost said a gallon. You took our uranium for eighty cents a kilogram. Well, now you're gonna pay two hundred dollars a kilogram, at ten times the market price. And cons- now consider that merciful. Consider it merciful because you got it for eighty cents. Eighty cents times ten is eight dollars. Eight dollars times what? three gets you 24 so 30 times less than market price is what the french got their uranium out of niger for so if the if niger was going fully tit for tat they would charge 30 times the market price uh which would effectively amount to uh over 600 dollars a kilogram they're charging 200 so you know it's only 10 times the market price but this is grievance politics and in the this war of grievance politics in this great game being played by france and niger niger because of the resources that they have that the french import from them and because of the price that the french have been getting from them and due to the plus due to the time of year niger currently holds every single one of the cards every single one of the cards the french have been weakened by the war in ukraine they don't have the wherewithal to do a proper invasion or attempted overthrow of the coup uh, of the military in niger they don't they don't have the ability to do it and they're trying to get ECOWAS to do it for them and they still can't ECOWAS has yet to go in now we'll see what happens it, that still remains to be seen but it's uh, I would say it's about to be winter, but they're damn near next to the equator, so winter doesn't really mean much to them. But yeah, France is weak. France is going into recession. France gets 20% of its uranium from Niger and 70% of its electricity from nuclear at a time when they're also having gas issues because of the sanctions on Russia. Niger has both the... Uh, they have a confluence of the right time they're in the right place and 
they have the right assets and they're using them in the right way. And the French have not a, and they've caught the French and this is the, 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 they've caught the French at such a good time that the French have no way to respond to what they're doing right now. Not even with military force. The French just have not, no answer to what Niger is doing right now. So they have to either sit there and take it and roll over and die, or they can cough it up. <laughs> they can either sit there and refuse to pay and have rolling blackouts in the middle of winter and have people freeze to death, or they can cough it up. So not saying that out loud makes me think of, again, the pre-Columbus expedition, the pre-Columbian world. <coughs> where Europe was at the bottom of the fucking totem pole. Not necessarily impoverished, but my golly, everyone had won over on the Europeans prior to the discovery of the New World. Even Africa. And more and more, it looks like we are returning to that state of affairs. And the Europeans are going to be crushed under the weight of these grievances uh, starting with the grievances, and then eventually it'll just be pure economics. More people, more money, more wealth, more resources in all these other places. And then all these other places are already integrating and doing trade with one another, just getting even more rich. And the Middle East will be the dominant players at play in this because they are going to be the crossroads of Eurasia and Africa. You're going to have all these wealthy powers and then the Europeans are going to be stuck with the bills from importing luxuries and basic amenities and resources from all these countries who are richer than them in natural resources. Now, this, the Europeans don't necessarily have to succumb to that. They could do trade and become wealthier. But let's be honest, Europe is a very small place relative to the rest of the world and all the resources uh, are found in Russia. <laughs> found in Russia. <laughs> but yeah, this is what that makes me think of. The pre-Columbus era of geopolitics and Niger. Who would have thought Niger would play a part in the return of that order of things? But all that, and I got to thinking, okay, how much uranium does Niger actually supply? Because this, this is big talk for a country that uh, I presume must, must supply some massive supply, some massive quantity, some massive proportion of the world's uranium supply. And then you find out that Niger only accounts for like 5% of global uranium production, which is, which sure is on par with Russia at 5% and China at 4%. But places like Canada and Australia account for 10 and 9% respectively. Namibia, down in south of Africa, not South Africa, but down in the south of Africa, Namibia is at 12% of global uranium production. And Kazakhstan, oh my God, they produce nearly half the world's supply at 46%. And then you have some honorable mentions uh, with Uzbekistan and uh, it was Uzbekistan and uh, dang it was it was a lot of 
former so uh, yeah uzbekistan and ukraine uzbekistan and ukraine there were there was some other major uranium producers france gets 20 percent of its uranium from niger 19 percent of their uranium from uzbekistan and another 27 percent from kazakhstan so with this price uh the reverse of a price cap oh my god i didn't even think about that it's the price cap idea being imposed on uh the people doing the price cap this time the sanctioners are about to get sanctioned through resources and setting prices for resources that they need they tried to put a price cap on russian oil now uh niger is putting price mandates on their resources that the french have to buy and if other countries go along with the price mandates like other uranium producers if they say you know what that's a good idea you have to pay this much for our uranium now if they if they jump on board the bandwagon just to start dunking on france if kazakhstan joins in on this it's over kazakhstan produces half the world's uranium you're never going to escape no one else can make up for that supply the russians would go along with it of course they would they're not gonna they're not gonna leave kazakhstan out in the wind they're gonna join and then it's a wrap oh my goodness oh my goodness i didn't even think about that this could get so much worse in a matter of uh small yet meaningful decisions the sanctioners are about to get sanctioned the the people who try to impose a price cap are not going to get price mandates thrown back at them that they have no answer to oh my goodness now that's a bitch <laughs> that's a bitch this situation is kryptonite to france which is uh, ironic given that we're talking about a, an element on the periodic table and that kryptonite is an element of the periodic table. And uranium which was long thought to be their strength krypton we we thought that krypton was our strength it was our enemy it was our greatest weakness but now here's france with this uranium which powers their civilization and their major supplier of uranium is about to threaten to upend their entire world because all it takes is for someone else to join on to this price mandate idea even if it's in a more limited way and it's lights out for france and the rest of the eu everyone who imports uranium from these people and they're they're not going to do it to china they're not going to do this to russia and not that it would matter to russia because the russians produce their own uranium but europe oh my goodness the and they would have france to blame because france started the shit with niger oh wow this could get interesting so fast and by interesting i mean uh, it could get tragic so fast because they're staring down the barrel of an energy crisis right before winter because that the timing of this it i don't know why france picked this fight I, I, like i i don't want to sit here and just glaze the meat of niger all day but i really don't know why france picked this fight at the time and the place that they did they're going to lose 
And when they lose, they'll either have to cough up the money and take the, the L, which they're allergic to, or they're going to sit and freeze to death in the middle of the winter. It's a losing battle that they're in right now with one of their largest suppliers of uranium. How did they possibly think this was going to go over well? Oh my goodness. This is so bad for them. It's so bad for them. And I, I don't see a way out of this because the ways out that I can see, which is that you talk to the new government instead of pretending, instead of saying, oh, you're illegitimate, we're not going to work with you, we want the old president put back into power because democracy, and you know, instead of doing that, you sit down and talk with the people who own, who have control of the country and guarantee, oh, all you had to do was sit down and talk with the new people in charge and, and just a brief conversation to make sure that your interests were going to be secure in Niger. And they, they would have gone along with it. They would have had to renegotiate a few things, a few details, but you could have handled that like adults. But because you try to, you threaten to overthrow their government, instead of having an adult conversation about your interests in someone else's country and respecting that it was ultimately someone else's country, now you have these problems that you have no ability to solve on your own. Like I, coal and nuclear is all Europe has in terms of energy supply. If they're not going to get natural gas from Russia, coal and nuclear is all they have. You can't go pissing off your uranium suppliers. You don't have shit else. Like, really think about this. No one was thinking about this. And that lack of thought has so many consequences that it it hurts. And it hurts them a lot more than it hurts me. My goodness. My goodness. This segment was taken from my podcast, This Week in Geopolitics. I have new episodes every Monday, so if you like what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Thanks for listening, and hopefully I'll see you next time. Servus.